So we'll sign off there. For Jeff Butler, Andrew Murphy, and Seth Goldman, I'm Chris Cudiala saying good night and go blue.
Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And we were talking, both of us, a little bit before we started that neither of us actually saw the debate. <laughs> I heard it on the radio while drinking salty dogs and having a couple of brewskis. And I almost fell asleep, even though I was being animated by <laughs> pineapple juice. Well, I was driving back and forth around town, and uh, I think it was a much different experience to simply get the audio feed. Yeah. Uh, you didn't get the, of course, uh, once I got home, flicked on the television, and uh, could see what people were talking about incessantly the next day, that Obama did look a little sluggish. Sure. Uh, sleepy, perhaps. Uh God knows it's flu season. Yeah. So uh, this has not been one of the excuses floated, but uh, I'm not really sure an excuse is needed. I think, he, as you say, he answered the questions. Um, he didn't interrupt. He was polite and tactful, and maybe people wanted more pushing and shoving. That was the problem. The, me the expectations and the analysis on, on the media and t on television was, uh, was, in my opinion, terrible. Uh, body language is sort of... I think an iffy issue to even be talking about when we're talking about serious issues. And I also think that this was kind of a home game for Romney anyway. It was, it was uh, actually leaked in advance what, uh, you know, that 90 minutes would be spent on the economy and that there would be a question about the role of government, which they spent about two minutes on just for the record, because while some of the left-wing critics were asking, where was Barack Obama tonight? I was wondering where on earth was Jim Lehrer. Right, boy, that's for sure. He uh, he ended up being the empty chair that uh, <laughs> Clint Eastwood uh, interviewed. It's time for a long summer holiday for Jim Lehrer, I suspect. Um, you know, I can understand breaking some of the parameters regarding time and rebuttal and all that stuff, but uh, there were a couple of exchanges that I thought were very telling regarding the inability of Jim Laird to keep control of the debate. And one of them, of course, was the Simpson-Bowles exchange, where, um, which is a really minor issue to begin with. I mean, that's the deficit commission that is roughly a framework that the Barack Obama administration is using in budget negotiations. Mm. Uh, it was, it was a, uh, basically a budget commission. Erskine Bowles, for the record, served in OMB for uh, President Clinton, and Alan Simpson is a longtime sort of lanky Wyoming, who, uh, longtime senator from Wyoming, who's mm -hmm. got a kind of a nice, folksy uh, country drawl, and he cracks jokes. He's witty. He's entertaining, and of course, the Simpson Bowles Commission, while he was on, while he was head of it, uh, was actually made more headlines regarding some of his gaffes. Bad jokes, off-color jokes, that kind of thing, than it did from its recommendations. But anyway, getting back to Romney, he was uh, asked a question by Simpson about the Simpson-Bowles thing, and he immediately said, Obama should have endorsed this. He should have run with it. And then Lair tried to interrupt him and said, no, no, I'm asking you if you're in favor of Simpson-Bowles. And he didn't answer the question. He mm. basically went back to his talking points. The New York Times put it perfectly, and I didn't bring in their editorial in full, but it just said uh, in the first sentence, an unenlightened recitation of tired talking points and mendacity. Now, mendacity is uh, a word that we love down here. We love powerful smell of mendacity. We love that. Hanging in the room. 
We love that line from uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, just for the record, Elizabeth Taylor never looked so good in that in that yellow dress. But uh, Burr Lives is Big Daddy. Burr Lives is Big Daddy. Says, There's an awful amount of powerful smell of mendacity in this room, Brett. Yes, indeedy. And it was mendacity. And why on earth anybody would be talking in a presidential debate about the problems that Congress is having? Because this is really what this debate was about. Mm. Budgets, taxes. That's Congress's job. It's not even the president's job to worry about the details of all yeah. this. Now, let's uh, fact correct uh, Mitt Romney on a number of things, because I don't think the media has been uh, anywhere sufficient in uh, doing this. Yeah, Barack Obama, just wrapping up on him briefly, might have been overcoached, might have been. I, I don't think he was overprepared. Uh, there, there were some criticism about that. I think that he listened to some political advisors that told him, you've got to lead in the polls, run the ball, don't make any mistakes. And he didn't. There weren't any mistakes. There were some minor factual issues, but they don't compare to Mitt Romney. Right. Mitt Romney made statements that were outrageously false well i guess one you know one any maybe legitimate critique of obama is that he didn't jump on those you know obvious uh falsehoods yeah his biggest blunder in that debate was not addressing the 716 billion dollars in medicare cuts because mm. that's been already exposed as a falsehood that uh paul ryan brought up in uh, his uh, convention speech um without going into the details of that because people can look it up in fact there's a Decent analysis in the uh, New York Times uh, election section on the uh, 4th of October regarding some of the claims and counterclaims uh, that each candidate made. Romney's, uh, you know, one of his most amazing statements was when he decided to throw his own boys under the bus. He says, I've got five boys. I'm used to people saying something like uh, that's not always true, but they just keep on repeating it and ultimately hoping I'll believe that believe it. But that that is not the case. All right. Well, there's an example, by the way, of Romney sort of with halting expression. Mm -hmm. Romney memorized his points. Well, he spent uh, John Stewart said that he acted like someone who'd had coffee for the first time. Yeah, or well, and he had he had prepared for uh, six to eight weeks while he was preparing for the debate. He was plummeting in exactly. the polls. He was spending all of his time fundraising and preparing for the debate. Barack Obama was out campaigning and uh, outperforming the uh, Mitt Romney. But following his uh, throwing his his own boys under the bus. This is what he said. I will not reduce the taxes paid by high-income Americans. What? He'd been running on that for six years. Uh, he was a candidate in 2008. If he, if he had made that statement in the Republican primary, he wouldn't have been the nominee. Um, it's an incredible factual uh, misstatement. I checked up another thing on Mitt Romney. Uh, he m might not want to hear this, but... Uh, uh, well, what's what we're down here for? Um, he said in his actually the first question was about jobs, and he's got a five point plan. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Richard Nixon's secret w plan to end the war in Vietnam. Peace with honor. Peace with honor. Yeah, he's not going to tell you that he's escalating the war into Cambodia secretly, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he isn't. Shh. He isn't going to end the war in Vietnam. 
It never happened under his watch. Scale back the ground war, escalate the air war. But Henry Kissinger got a Nobel Peace Prize. I deserve that Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Well, anyway, Mitt Romney made an amazing statement about um, jobs that he would create. <coughs> this is basically drill, baby, drill. He talked yeah. about uh, opening up public lands. I kept thinking to myself, oh, oh great, I can't wait for the oil derricks to show up at uh, Yosemite National Park. How about Yellowstone? Why don't we ruin that, too? Um, where It's what Teddy Roosevelt would have wanted. I mean, where these public lands are uh, that Mitt Romney would do all this oil drilling. He said it in oil independence, energy independence. And he said he would create... Four million jobs from this. Well, I looked at I looked up the total employment in the oil and natural gas sector in the United States. Numbers aren't uh, aren't that uh, well. They're going to be impossible to attain. The total number of jobs in this entire sector in the United States currently existing currently existing is about uh, six hundred and forty thousand. For the record, under Barack Obama, this because this is another. Factually t t talking point issue that's just that Romney and, and Ryan are just false on is is up um, energy production has gone up 33 percent over the past five years private equity deals in the last year alone this is from an article that appeared on the 8th of February 2012 Wall Street Journal Russell Gold wrote the uh, wrote the article. It was at a time when Romney was attacking Obama on gas prices, saying we weren't producing enough. In fact, we're producing record amounts. Private equity deals have gone up from 2010 from $8.5 billion to $24.8 billion. These are just some minor facts. In, an oil executive said this is the biggest stimulus that we've got going in the economy. Spending has gone up for energy production in, in America from $13 billion in the year 2000 to $144 billion. Um, those are the facts. So when Romney says he's going to create 4 million jobs from opening up public lands, think about the numbers there. He's going to have to increase employment in the oil and gas sector by a factor of 7 does anybody believe that that's possible? Of course not. So his four million dollar, uh, four million jobs created from that—it's fantasy land. It's—it's it's a number. It's just a, a statistic that means nothing. It sounds good on TV. I don't know who was fact checking that one, but uh, Mitt Romney's got his facts wrong. He—I he, mean, this guy's supposedly a businessman. I don't know. I don't see where the business—the uh, businessman was that night. He kept interchanging the word revenue, kept using the word revenue, uh, interchangeable with spending and taxes, so that it added to the confusion about what he was actually saying. Hmm. Uh, very problematic. So it, to me, the problem with the debate was it was a home game for Mitt Romney in the mud. And Barack Obama, when he looks down at his, his notes where he's writing stuff down, he's criticized for that. Well, it's supposed to be a debate. That's what he's supposed to be doing. Right. Who cares what he's doing off screen? Ridiculous. Uh, uh, of course, Obama had gotten news that day that he, uh, that Turkey and Syria had actually had a cross-border exchange of fire. Indeed. So, uh, situation could escalate in the Middle East quickly. 
Mitt Romney's out there today claiming Obama's responsible for all these problems in the Middle East. Oh, really? Uh, Gee, what about that uh, nation-building guy? What's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, W. Bush. Yeah, Iraq. The chaos, the Arab Spring, what, you know, whatever. Uh, that's just an unsupportable argument that uh, cannot be... Well, the Arab Spring has more to do with the rise in food prices going back to 2010 than it does with uh, any uh, particular U.S. foreign policy issues this time around. By the way, on green energy, Mitt Romney flat out lied. Uh, even uh, Free Speech Radio pointed this out. He claimed that Obama has given out $90 billion in subsidies to green energy. That's false. Uh, the number I've seen is about $8 billion. So he's off by a factor of 10. He then claimed that half of them have gone out of business. In fact, the number is three. <laughs> um, fact checking? Uh, no, we didn't get it. Now, could Obama have gone after Romney a little more? Sure. He was advised that this debate is about the undecided voters, the people that haven't committed yet. Don't make mistakes. Don't be too aggressive. Don't make personal attacks. Because these undecided vo voters, we've done polling that says that's what they don't want to see. Well, the media analysts, mostly white men, probably many of them Mitt Romney supporters, that's what they want to see. So, of course, they're immediately going to assert that Obama lost the debate. Um, what Obama lost was the post-debate spin. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, that's hard to, uh, hard to ca categorize. But uh, I think as the uh, weeks go on, Romney's uh, his performance, yeah, okay, he won on style. But his arguments, uh, they need to be uh, addressed more scrupulously by the media regarding their accuracy. Well, well, there uh, there was talk of uh, oh, there'll be a bounce, a, a Romney bounce for this. I don't know if that's uh, yet a little bit a, of appeared, a bounce, uh, or if it's much to uh, for the Obama campaign to worry about. Uh, one thing that I think will continue to haunt uh, Mitt Romney from this debate, regardless of whether or not he won it, is his bizarre sideswipe at the uh, children's television workshop and public broadcasting oh, in yeah. general. Uh, specifically calling out Big Bird to throw under the bus. And we've talked about this before down here on Gray Matters. Big about Bird is bigger than the bus. <laughs> Big Bird is bigger than the bus, and that'll be quite a bump. But Especially uh, the bus that Miss Mitt Romney drives. <laughs> he, maybe he means tie it on top and then forget it's there. Yeah, like his uh, dog. <laughs> right. But uh, this is just a bizarre... Uh, the avenue to to turn down here for Romney because uh, the response on the internet yeah. has been immediate. Sure. And uh, one of our longtime uh, staff members down here, one of our guiding lights, Tom Bray, forwarded a, a series of artistic responses to this that I'm sure listeners, if you haven't seen this already, just do a Google image search on uh, Mitt Romney, Big Bird, and you'll see all sorts of angry uh angry birds <laughs> alterations of uh sesame street graphics to reflect that this is kind of a wake-up call pbs receives just the tiniest portion of federal spending it does and for the record what, what i mean the total spending of the corporation for public broadcasting right. receives that uh, npr and, and pbs are pbs and uh, also um, some umbrella organization local uh tv and public TV and public radio stations is about $450 million. Right. 
This was the only cut for the record that Romney identified. Yeah, exactly. That he's so, actually going to cut. It's a negligible amount of spending relative. To, I mean, it's it's certainly uh, less than we pay on air conditioning in Afghanistan. Yeah, uh, but uh, this is going to come back to haunt him, I think, because this this is going to have you know long trailers, uh, and it's easy to grapple. Uh, for people who uh, are easily confused by the nuances of uh, financial and economic debate, wait a minute. He wants to cancel Sesame Street? Well, and the thing is that the Republicans have attempted this in the past. It's not a popular idea. I think the polling data on this, by the way, is four to one against this, um, the, the concept, because they've attempted this before. This is reminiscent of the Jesse Helms attacks on the NEA yeah. back in the 1980s. It's got very little to do with total government spending. Um, I've been disappointed the whole uh, campaign about the uh, the un lack of focus on Medicaid, mm. uh, no focus on um, that issue as opposed to Medicare. But, I mean, this was supposed to be a debate about the uh, economy. Jim Lehrer turned out to be a replacement ref uh, <laughs> in, the, in the football <laughs> league. And the Detroit Lions a couple uh. weeks ago got screwed on a call that played a factor in why they lost the game in overtime. And by the way, they got into overtime with a Hail Mary pass and an onside kick. Okay, Romney's onside kick and a Hail Mary pat pass worked. Meanwhile, Jim Allaire, the replacement ref, didn't understand the rules, wouldn't enforce any, any, any kind of order, and wouldn't ask any questions. No questions about the Fed, the banking uh, sector, social issues, health care costs, Citizens United. How about corporate ethics? How about banks, Medicaid? Oh, there's clean coal. Romney likes coal. He says, I like clean coal. Well, here's a kind of off-color item from the 24th of uh, August when Mitt Romney was beginning his plummet in the polls, well, his downturn. Two college students suffocated Tuesday when, a, when coal from a derailed freight car buried them boy they like coal <laughs> at least it was a clean death it was a clean death they were asphyxiated now this is kind of off humor comedy on my part both were 19 uh, years old and uh, they were sitting under the edge of a railroad bridge which isn't a very smart maneuver uh, very well, hobo in it perhaps hobo in it or we don't want to speculate about what was going on but they were buried under a pile of coal, and it wasn't clean coal. And I don't know what clean coal clean is. Clean coal is one of those things that... Uh, Al Gore it, talked about clean coal. It's like fat-free. You call something fat-free, and suddenly it has more appeal. Uh, clean coal is, uh, is an oxymoron. It's a dubious premise. Yeah. No questions about education. Uh, the, the, the situation with college loans in America. Fracking. Uh, union, uh, uh, you know, attacks on unions. The auto bailout. Famously, Mitt Romney was against the auto bailout. And yet took credit for it. And took credit for it. And they've done polling in Ohio that think that Mitt Romney killed Osama bin Laden. This is the kind of world we're living in. How about some questions about profits versus pay in America, which is at the heart of the problem? Mm -hmm. How about the war on drugs and how successful that's been? Uh, that's uh, related to government spending. Quite a bit of it. Quite a lot more than the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. How about some sustainable de uh, development questions? How about some agriculture questions? 
We had the worst drought in 50 years. We've got a bill tied up in Congress that they won't do anything about. How about the housing crisis and the mortgage situation? Nothing. Food prices. Nothing. No, we just want to regurgitate talking points about taxes and the deficit. Ah, I, I almost went to sleep. Yeah, it's uh, almost as though it were designed to put people to sleep. And speaking of Mitt Romney, you know, Barack Obama avoided the uh, personal attacks, but it's quite interesting that in the October edition of In These Times, in an article by Terry Allen regarding Bain Capital, Romney's uh, experience, uh, his business experience that uh, makes him qualified to be president, um, <clears throat> is, is about the, uh, the, the Bain Capital uh, situation. But it's quite interesting. Bain Capital, and I'll read from it, the company that made him rich. He got a significant amount of uh, a source of capital antithetical to his Mormon principles. Members of Salvadorian families that ran a corrupt government for 12 years of the murderous, in the murderous Civil War and death squad activity in El Salvador. During the Civil War, some members of the Salvadorian ruling families sought safe havens for their assets and asses. In Miami, in 1984, Romney, seeking cash, visited this popular harbor for the storm-tossed Latin American oligarchs. The Salvadorians, along with other Latin Americans, invested somewhere between $6.5 million and $9 million in Bain. Sources differ, accounting for up to 33 to 40% of outside capital. Adding to the outrage, the Salvadorian seed money was in effect a U.S. government subsidy to Romney, since it was Washington that funded the El Salvadorian wartime military regimes to the tune of $6 billion. The war, no questions asked. Too. No questions asked. Yeah. 70,000 uh, deaths uh, uh, were t occurred. There were 8,000 disappearances. For the record, one-seventh of the population of El Salvador became illegal immigrants here in the United States of America. Any questions about illegal immigrants in this debate? Yeah. As it relates to the economy? No, nothing. Or domestic issues? No, nothing. Um, in 1984, former ambassador to El Salvador, Robert White, named two Salvadorian brothers... Julio and Juan Ricardo as two of the six Salvadorian exiles in Miami who had directly funded death squads, repeating in a sworn uh, congressional testimony a claim that he had made earlier as ambassador, the Huffington Post recently reported. The outlet, the New York Times, excuse me, the LA Times and Salon.com have excellent articles on the connection, which was also reported during Romney's 1994 U.S. Senate race. With, uh, with Ted Kennedy, uh, but proof that the individual Bain investors had blood on their hands is hard to come by. Romney refuses to disclose the name of any of his original investors. Wow. You know, his legendary business acumen is only slightly more credible than George W. Bush's, in my view. I mean, he started off wealthy right, and surrounded himself by the elite and got the right advice and took advantage of the right loopholes with the right legal backing and so forth. So it's not as though he became super rich on skill, merit, or talent. It's just a combination of good luck, good fortune, 
and that winning smile. Well, and those offshore bank accounts that yeah. didn't come up during the debate. Uh, I have a feeling that the so-called town hall debate may not be uh, a debate that Mitt Romney can prepare for quite as easily because there are unpredictable questions there. That may require some thinking on your feet. Uh, we'll see how he does. We'll see if, if Obama recovers. There is has been some documented uh, bumps in the polls, but they're minor. They're within the margin of error, first of all. It's well, you also you knew with uh, Obama gaining a lead and Romney slipping, and with you know almost a month to go before the election, you knew there would be a bump backwards, backwards, yeah, ebb and, and flow. Right. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of that, but. Uh, We'll see how Paul Ryan handles himself in his debate. Right. And, of course, you know, I'm sure that uh, Joe Biden will be coached well on the $716 billion Medicare cut, quote unquote. That's not a cut. It's simply it's over time. This is another thing that's frustrating about these debates. The uh, the uh, some of the numbers that get thrown thrown out are over 10 year periods. We need to talk about fiscal years and what, you know, what the actual budget numbers are. I noticed that Romney threw Spain under the bus at one point. Well, that's fascinating because his uh, economic plan is almost identical to uh, President Rajoy's. Uh, He wants austerity in the United States. Spain's problems, by the way, are not connected to debt. Uh, he answered the question in connection to that. Spain has less debt the, uh, as a percentage of GDP than Germany or France. America's comparable debts are more like Ireland, Italy, and Greece. Of course, I don't know about any Spanish-American voting bloc in the United States, so why attack any Irish-Americans, Italian-Americans, or Greek-Americans? Remember the main. Remember the main. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Spain's problems are uh, are related to the... Uh, housing bust, um, high unemployment, and it's private banks. And, of course, their housing bubble, orchestrated by the conservatives that were running Spain earlier in the, in the decade under Bush, when the, when the bu- bubble started mm-hmm. in Spain, is almost identical to the United States. No questions about the uh, euro debt situation as it relates to America. American banks are exposed to about $80 billion in European banking shenanigans that are going on. This is what this is really all about. Uh, so the debate uh, wasn't a debate. It was, uh, wasn't was even trickle-down government. I don't know what it was. It was a disappointment, and it was unenlightening and uninformative and unimaginative, and it's, it was a big letdown. I'm glad I was drinking salty dogs <laughs> and well, beer. I felt a little better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's it's really simply theater. Most people have made up their minds one way or the other. The numbers of those undecided voters, if you really could be undecided at this point, that's even hard to contemplate. Um, but for those people, we'll see if the, the, the viewing numbers were quite high. They were. I think it was 63 million or something like that. Yeah, they apparently ebbed and flowed like the debate did not. Uh, right. But appara- we'll see if those numbers go no. down for the next debate, if enough people were bored uh, on this one, or if they are tuning back in to see if Obama's going to be a little bit more slappy. Yeah. Uh, next time, I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, you should memorize a few zingers. <coughs> We'll have more zingers in upcoming shows here on Gray Matters. For the record, you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. 
uh, Yazoo City Calling will actually be coming up shortly with our engineer tonight, uh, Pinch Hitting. Speaking of Pinch Hitting, the Tigers are doing pretty well. Um, pinch Hitting for Jerry Mack. So Yazoo City Calling will be coming up shortly. Yeah, I don't know if we want to... Uh, yeah, we can go over for a go couple Go a minutes. little bit here. Well, while we're wrapping up the debate and so forth, I just wanted to share something from the October 15th Nation magazine. Interesting uh, information.